Welcome to the Weekend Warriors Fishing Podcast, presented by 13 Fishing Canada. Make your own luck. We're here to scratch that angling itch and talk everything fishing. Join us as we sit down with special guests from across the industry. Now, here's your hosts, Brandon Cater and Logan Lewis. Well, like I have everything. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to make it so that everything fits into those things. What? What is? What are five things that you don't want to forget? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I the my issue that I'm having right now is I think I have basically the bare necessities, right? For for what I need to to go up there. But now the issue is, like I have my rod tube, right? That's going to be. Yeah. Uh, that's considered one checked item. So there's yep. there's forty bucks there, I think, and then I have the second one. I was trying to do just my hockey bag, but not a hope in hell that everything was going to fit in there. So that second that second bag is going to be sixty dollars. So now we're up to hundred bucks each way for bags, and then I still have to fit some more. So I was thinking about going oversized, but the WestJet fee for oversized is a hundred dollars. Man, West WestJet's the shits. I don't know. I'm just trying to get up there, right? So, so then I looked at it and I was like, it's either a hundred bucks for an oversized bag, or it's a hundred bucks for a third bag. So I was like, why not go not oversized on the second bag, take a third bag for the same price as the over, oversized fee, and just hope that I can fit everything. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode. If you are listening to this, this episode was recorded two weeks ago. Uh, we had to kind of prepare a little bit ahead of time as. Currently, here in the middle of June, Logan will be up in the Northwest Territories guiding his first time uh, experiencing the guide life. So, um, yeah, welcome. My name is Brandon Cater. If you haven't been here before, uh, thank you for tuning in. And if you are one of our regular listeners, welcome back. I'm sitting here with Logan Lewis. And Logan, what is going on, man? You ready to go or what? Um, I guess, uh, as you would have heard there at the start, I'm still trying to figure things out a bit here at the time of this recording. Um, just trying to figure out how I'm going to pack everything, keeping everything within the limits to take it on the plane. Um, I know it's not, or it's normal to take up quite a bit of stuff, but I'm just trying to change things around, move some heavier things to a different one or try and put it in my carry-on. I don't know what I can take in my carry-on, what I can't. Um, like, I want to just take a couple of the trays in my carry-on, right? My tackle trays. But I'm yeah. like, I don't think they'll like all those hooks uh, in my in my carry-on. Yeah, you, you, you might uh, yeah, you might get pulled aside and uh, searched by the security guard. But yeah, yeah, I don't. you might like that though. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll see. I got a, I got uh, for my carry-on. Got like my sonars stuff like that. Um, I'll be I'll be bringing those out. Probably ask them not to put it through the X-ray thing. I don't I don't know if people have done that before, but. I think some. I'm kind of worried about what the machine could potentially do to to the units. Right? Don't know. So I never really thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be a bit of a experience at the at security, but um, yeah. No, just spending some time trying to pack things up and get all all the T's crossed and the I's dotted before I before I leave for a month. Pretty well. Man, that's so exciting. I I'm, I remember when you messaged me that Zach reached out to you uh, and that you were thinking of going. Man, like. What an opportunity for me! I can't get away from work. I, it's just not possible. I got too many things going on in June for you and your work. You know, you yeah, know, work. working with you yeah. to make it all happen, and you getting to go up there for a month. Where are you going again? What's it called? I can't remember. Um. So if anyone was listening, kind of Zach was one of our earlier episodes, right? Um, yeah. So 
I believe it's pronounced Lacklemart. I okay. it's I've I've heard it a couple different ways, but Lacklemart Lodge, um, up in the Northwest Territories is where I'm going to be up going. Up in the boonies. Yeah, really, really good distance away from here, and even really from anything. I think it's like an hour and a half float plane ride, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, from Yellowknife. So, it's even I'm far from sure there. You said that you're going to be closer to uh, the ocean than you will be to home. Oh, yeah, for sure. There. That's what it looks like, at least based on... Uh, I know a globe can kind of distort what distances look like, but based on Google Maps, uh, I should be pretty well, yeah, pretty well closer to... What ocean is that even? I don't even know my oceans. Whatever one's right north of Canada. I'll be closer to that for sure than, than I am to home, so... I kind of like it that way, actually. Yeah, that's going to be pretty sweet. Get to play with some wolf pups and meet a lot of fantastic folks from all over North America. Uh, I don't know where they, you know, where you, you have no idea, I guess, where any of your guests are going to be coming from, but I'm assuming a lot of them are going to be from the States. Yeah. Um, flying up there, love their big pike, uh, big lake trout. And uh, what else? Will you just be guiding those two species then? Yeah, there's, uh, there's grayling as well. Arctic grayling up there. Okay. Um, which I still haven't caught one, so I'm hoping I'll be able to get down. It's a, I think it's a pretty good boat ride from the lodge. The lodge is on an island in the middle of the lake. The lake's about a thousand square miles. Um, yep. And it's just one big, I mean, there's lots of bays and stuff, but for the most part, like big picture, it's pretty well a big circle. So um, pretty good, pretty good ride from the lodge to get to the char, so, or not the, sorry, not the char, the, the grayling, but um, pretty well just pike and lake trope. That's all all there is else to choose from i think so like you said nice. lots of americans i think come up there so they are definitely seemingly more interested in the pike um okay. when you look at their website they definitely appeal to the pike fishermen uh it's kind of pike fishing with a lake trout shore lunch i think it mentions on the website so a little different than i thought i mean we're lucky kinda enough to have the pike sounds fishing. ass backwards yeah for, for what we think right but we i mean they've got some big pike but we're we're lucky enough to have the pike fishing around us that we do so that's not something out of the ordinary right but for no, some of the americans sure. coming up the maybe a big pike for them is 30 inches right and we're like yeah we got that one instantly goes back down the hole see you later kind of thing but so yeah, yeah. no it should be interesting fantastic i guess quickly here when you're heading up there um, obviously our presenting sponsor is 13 fishing canada and they're part of the repel canada brand and that's kind of what this whole episode is is voiced around what are some baits that you are taking from repelcanada.ca uh yeah for sure i'm actually taking quite a few um like i said and you'll hear in this interview with mark i'm i was never the gear guy i never know like the names or what's new like stuff like that same as it was in hockey i didn't know what the new stick was or the new skates were right but um i'll do my best i think i've taken up uh super shad wrap variation of that we talked about that in the, in the interview taking up the otis as well oh baby yep yeah those are two that do quite well for pike down here so i would assume well, actually i think zach was saying that they do well up there as well um i'll be taking some of the 13 fishing churros uh the, the soft plastic there and the smoke and mirrors color um classic yeah a little a little bit smaller presentation than um obviously they're using up there but I think that's just going to be like somewhat of a confidence bait. It's what I use for lake trout around home here, um, kind of northern Saskatchewan. So we've taken that. And then I've got some uh, some of the VMC underspin jigs that they have. Um, okay. I've got those in their biggest size, which I'm not too sure what that weight is. It might only be one ounce, but 
um, pair, pair that with the, with the churro in it and it should do pretty good. Um, and then I've got some other, uh, just, uh, what are they called? Swim bait jig heads that don't have the underspin as well. Um, what else we got? I got the subwalk. I believe that's actually a, it might be a saltwater bait, but it works for pike as well. Um, I don't know. Lots of the other stuff I have here, like I don't have the biggest versions in them. I got them more for walleye and whatnot. Walleye yep. and other species of trout. So I didn't have lots of those versions, but what I am taking up from Rapala, it's I've got a lot of duplicates. So I'll, that'll probably be needed. I'm sure I'll be snapped off or bitten off a handful of times. No. <laughs> oh, you better believe it. I mean, um, but yeah, if you didn't know this episode is with Mark. He's the marketing director of Repel Canada. Obviously, if you read the the title of the episode, uh, you know that. Um, we get into a lot more details on all these Repella, all these baits, all these stuff that that Logan's talking about that he's taking up to the Northwest Territories with him. We get into some some big details and uh, a lot of information in this episode. So uh, definitely stay tuned. It's a long one. We wanted to make sure we're only releasing this one episode in June, so we wanted to make sure it was a fun detail information uh packed episode for you guys so it's going to be about two hours long uh sit back and relax but before we get into this episode with mark uh, we got to give a shout out to our sponsors they've been fantastic to us and uh, great to work with over the last year uh first and foremost we got to give our shout outs to uh the saskatchewan wildlife federation um they do everything for all of us wildlife lovers from fishing and hunting uh go grab yourself a membership download the saskatchewan master angler program app if you're fishing here in the province uh submit your big catches and get rewarded it's uh, as simple as that um definitely take advantage of that yeah for sure i was gonna i was gonna say be sure to check out the the buffalo power walleye challenge there from the musha branch of the swf but uh forgetting that this will be coming out after that uh so yep there'll be a few turn there'll be a few tournaments that are coming up here in the next week and a half from recording to when this ap- episode ap- uh, actually drops so uh the regina beach tournament um on last mountain lake the buffalo pound tournament i'm sure there'll be a few others too that we're yeah. we're leaving out here but uh yes um saskatchewan wildlife federation go grab yourself a membership yeah for sure i just picked mine up thinking i'd be going into the tournament and then this whole trip came up but uh next up blackfish gear uh we talked about the stuff i was taking from rapala um and and their brands i'll actually be taking some storm baits as well forgot about that but um as far as blackfish gear i've got uh two pairs of their gloves coming uh one of them the fingerless gloves the other one's the full the full glove waterproof uh, no, they're not waterproof. They're more just fishing gloves, okay. sun protection stuff. Um, I'll be taking two pairs of their waterproof socks, though. Um, the full rain gear. And then just one of my pullovers because I need to save some room. I was going to take two of the pullovers, but one of the pullovers. And uh, that will probably, I'm assuming I'll be wearing the rain gear. Not just for the rain, but for everything. I'm assuming I'll be wearing that every day. I'm up there pretty well. So, Yeah, nice. Yeah blackfish gear head on down to the show notes below uh exclusive the only place in canada that you're going to get a 15 percent off discount code for blackfishgear.com go check it out show notes below up next we have our friends over at lucky bastard distillers um they've been fantastic to work with from day one uh head down to the show notes uh get 10 percent off their entire website they ship canada wide and uh here's a quick word from them There are certain moments in life that really stick with you. This is definitely one of them. 
The thrill of the deal, my friends, is not a myth. Prohibition is over, Saskatchewan. Ask about LB's legendary Birmingham's Dill Pickle Vodka. After all, it's not a party until someone pulls out the pickle. Tours and tastings available. Call or stop by 814 47th Street East. And tonight, why not mix your Caesar with some lucky bastard? It's the one with the pickle in it. So if that sounds like something that interested you, you can check our show notes below for a code, uh, I believe 10% discount on their website, Lucky Bastard ships Canada wide. So getting right into summer, perfect time to, to get yourself in order and be prepped for whether it's lake life, cabin life, boat life, all the good stuff. Um, I guess we just want to hop in here quick, little intro to Mark's episode. Like we said at the top of this episode is going to be a bit longer one because this is our only episode for the month. But Mark is the head of marketing for Rapala VMC Canada, which also includes the, the 10 brands, right? So he has a lot of insight into the products, of course, but also a bit of insight to himself personally, and then um, kind of how you can get into it if uh, if it's something that you're interested in, whether you're going into school right now for marketing and want to end up in a fishing company, uh, we have a pretty good conversation as well about that. So uh, without further ado, here's the interview with Mark. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of the Weekend Warriors Fishing Podcast. We have a fantastic guest on here, uh, somebody that's involved with a lot of big brands throughout the fishing industry, especially here in Canada. Uh, we got Mark Van Beek. He's the marketing director from Repella Canada and oversees a ton of brands. Um, so, Mark, take a chance here. Maybe uh, introduce yourself and uh, let the people know kind of what you do on a day-to-day basis. Cool, for sure. Um, first off... You know, always, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure working with you guys for the last couple of years. Um, I know some people in-house here, Rapala VMC Canada, they they listen to you guys as well once we made the announcement that our partnership started. And they've been uh, saying that it's been rewarding ever since. You guys bring some really good information uh, to us in the office here and, you know, some of our key roles, you know, marketing, product development, even all the way up to our president. So, um, so that's been fantastic. Keep building the content. Yeah, my name is Mark uh, Peterborough, Ontario, and I'm the head of marketing for Rapala VMC Canada. Um, yeah, Peterborough is just north of our our uh, okay. meeting headquarters in Oshawa. Um, and yeah, simply put, I'm I'm just a, uh, another angler trying to be better at fishing than his his buddies. <laughs> now, just like you guys. Yeah, I'm sure none. there's no competition between you Zero. two. No, none. No. Brandon doesn't get mad when I miss a fish, not at all. No, no. Uh, So yeah, there's, I mean, it's, that's a loaded question. There's a lot that goes on. You know, here we have, as you know, there's 10 brands underneath the Rapala VMC umbrella. Um, So every day is a new day. It's, it's busy. It's, it's always busy. It's, it's different. Uh, You wear a lot of hats uh, in a single day and, you know, we're a big company, big brands, but we're, we're a small team. Small but robust, you know. We, uh, like I said, we we handle a lot underneath a, a smaller team, but you know it's fun. We get to we get to tell the Rapala and other brands' story and and really bring some of the leading products in the industry to you, the Canadian angler. So it, it's really cool to be able to tell that story. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think that's something. It's it's kind of cool that there is the Rapala Canada now. Like how how long has Rapala Canada been been a thing? Uh, so it's a funny thing because actually Normark Inc. is the, you know, the the distribution name if you want to call okay. it that. And we've recently we've recently rebranded to Rapala VMC. Okay. Um, 
and then the country. So rapidly BMC Canada, US, Europe, all that sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, Rapala BMC Canada is new, but Normark Inc. Uh, and the Rapala brands have been in Canada since uh, the 80s. Oh, wow. So, okay. so we've been here for a while. Yeah, I think that's uh, the one thing that's pretty cool is, I, at least for me, growing up, the number one name that you saw would be Rapala, right? And like whether like that's usually what we were using growing up when I didn't really know what was going on. It was just always trolling lipless cranks at Buffalo Pound. And that was that was what we did was just in the tinner back and forth all day. We had no clue depth, nothing like that. Right. But it was they worked. And and I think that's something that most of us around here is probably one of the most common names, I'd say for sure. I know personally in Saskatchewan, but it seems like for for lures around the world almost eh? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's kind of funny, actually, that you said that because it kind of brings me back to uh, some of the, you know, the earlier presidents of the company have, have come by and they kind of tell us their stories and show us catalogs from when they were, you know, in, in their position uh, running the, the brand and the company. And, you know, the catalogs that they show us from back then are probably, you know, quarter inch thick. And then looking at them now, this is just... <laughs> you know i think six brands or eight brands out of the 10 that we have so uh you're looking at knives and and yeah basically some trolling baits that they were promoting before and now we have over 10,000 SKUs across the 10 brands so wow. uh, i think closer to 13,000 yeah so it's a lot a lot of um, a lot of marketing stories in that book yeah when you uh when you talk about knives, I think every tackle box, if anyone goes to their grandpa's tackle box or dad's tackle box, it probably has a Rapala Philly knife sitting in the bottom of it, I think. Yeah, for sure. That birch handle fillet knife and, uh, you know, the shad wrap and the original floater were basically the foundation for for uh, the brand in Canada. Yeah, you know, for like sure. Super simple. 50 SKUs and, you know, massive business, but... Uh, now it's yeah very technical. You know how how the market is, the the technology and the um, the innovation that's out there nowadays. Like you just you have to you have to be on your game every day. Um, and we have a, we have a great team behind that behind the brands and the product development side. But uh, yeah, it's uh, every day is a battle. Yeah, and uh, it seems like every time somebody releases a product, there's there's you know another one right in the queue right behind it, right? So it's always innovative getting better year by year you know month by month you know depending on you know how quickly people can you know innovate and and produce new products but it just seems like they keep coming and um i guess for me one of my questions i had is you know you being in marketing um a lot of people that i talk to that are in marketing and love to fish you know your your job or just some sort of position on a marketing team for a brand of of you know like rapella is te- uh, kind of a dream job, a dream job. Um, kind of <laughs> was fishing always the fishing industry always your goal, or how did you kind of fall into that? Uh, kind of take us through that. Uh, that's exactly it. I really fell into it. Um, it. It's a funny story, you know. As a kid, you're always pressured on what you want to do. What do you want to do for your yeah. life? What's your career? You know, what's your dream job? And rarely ever in life does it work out to, you know, what you plan. So from a young age, I kind of understood that. And I, I knew I just wanted to generalize and say, okay, I love, I love sports. That's kind of my thing. I love team sports. I love the atmosphere. I love the competitiveness. 
uh, and I love business. I was just good at business. I was always around it with my family and yep. stuff. So um, I, I just kind of combined the two and, and specialized when I went to school for sporting goods marketing. Um, and that led me into a, a position with right out of school, which is super lucky. Um, with a funny enough a Finnish based company, just like Rapala that has, you know, multiple brands underneath of it. So I kind of got my, my hands, uh, dirty there, learned all the different facets of, you know, multi-brand marketing and all the different channels and platforms you have to market through in today's, uh, world. Um, and then luckily somehow it, it someone from Rapala reached out and offered me uh, the opportunity to interview for the, the marketing position. It was the, the previous marketing person was leaving. I'm not sure why, <laughs> but he was leaving. So uh, I said, sure, why not? I, I, I had a little bit of knowledge in fishing. I grew up fishing with my family, my friends, uh, and that little bit of competitive drive uh, kind of made me want to learn more. I, I had the I had the uh, the basis the understanding it wasn't super technical but I wanted to learn more and I and I was always interested in the sport I loved fishing so it kind of just went hand in hand and they liked they liked me during the interview and that led to the position and uh, just kind of worked my way up from there so uh, it was a wild it was a wild journey to get here it's been about ten years now though that I've been here wow. oh nice yeah no Pretty that crazy. is quite the story and see that's something too right like me i think i would think that you know you were a hardcore angler your whole life type thing you know and chase chase the dream job of being the marketing director at repel canada one of the biggest brands in canada and uh but yeah no that's a cool story mm -hmm. yeah and i i knew the brand too when i came i i knew rapala like i knew as one of the biggest ones i, I fished the, the baits before um i mean you guys being like i think brandon you were in competitive hockey right before you before you kind of slowed down and uh, started fishing a little bit more, but you know, you know that that's that was kind of your the foundation for your love for sport and competitiveness, and and that just leads to other things. And naturally, fishing is just I feel like there's a lot of competitive athletes that fish. You know, we see it on our our orders all the time, right? Like the the consumer orders that come in there. There's professional hockey players that order off us all the time, and. Um, and uh, it's just goes hand in hand, like that competition and that the, the teamwork and everything that goes into fishing is just, it works. So, um, so yeah, that kind of led me here and it's yeah, kind of the same thing with definitely. you. Yeah, like for me, um, yeah, so I got, I got sidelined. Uh, I was big into hockey and honestly, I didn't really ice fish. I, I've talked about this before on the podcast. I never really ice fished before. And then I got sidelined, uh, with concussion issues and whatnot. And I had a lot of time in the winter and fortunately for me, I was able to find ice fishing and it's kind of just blew up, blown up from there. Like I just found a new passion, uh, a new drive. And like you, like you keep mentioning the competitiveness and wanting to get better every time I go out and try new things and, um, kind of really key in on some, some focus on, uh, skills. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's one of those things like, you know, you meet a 70 year old angler and they'll learn something off yep. of you. You know what? It's just that one of that, one of those sports that you'll never stop learning. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's my big thing with fishing is it's, you never know every single cast or past you do trolling. Like you never know what you're going to, where you're going to catch, right? It could be, 
could be a three inch perch. It could be a 42 inch pike. It could be a 10 pound walleye. Like you never know. And I think it's that there's never going to be an end in sight, right? There's never like a point you get to where it's like, okay, I've completed this game or I've read this book, right? Like it's like, it's, it's, it's never ending. I think that's what lots of people get into, especially when they're competitive, right? Cause you never know what could come out there. You can give it your heart, like your hardest every single day you're out on the water and, and there's always the next day where it could be totally different. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's a, it's about the journey, you know, 90% of it, maybe not 90, but at least 50% of fishing is the journey. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And the story, of course. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that's one thing, um, that people would find interesting, right. Is, is there's obviously there's, there's only so many spots for those guys to be the fishermen, right. As far as it comes for like tournaments and stuff like that. And, and people always want to have something to do in the industry and and they don't maybe realize like how much actually goes on behind the scenes of of employees for those companies like how do you know like a rough number of how many behind the scenes people there be for apollo Canada at least just so yeah just just at our office there's uh between 40 and 50 of us okay uh total um so it's not not a huge team and then globally there's thousands of right thousands thousands of rappel employees so you know globally we're we're massive brand and we're we're everywhere you know one of the strongest points of rappel is is the distribution being able to get in all the uh the corners of the world wherever there's a fish you can find rappel lures so um, we really strive to be the best at that yeah for sure i think that's uh that's something that's cool and you said it was uh started off finish correct yeah. Yeah. So I, that's one thing I've noticed, um, lots, like tons of lure makers actually, Hey, like, like people that do it homemade and whatnot, but kind of, they all seem to have somewhat of a hint of a general, like you can tell there, there's some parts in there that are like from Rapala, it seems like, but I was actually surprised how many finished lure makers I see on like Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it, it's incredible. Um, I mean, those finished people are, are very creative. Uh, a lot of really premium products like even our martini brand the, the knives the flay knives that you're you know very well aware of that's a finished brand as well hmm. oh yeah martini and uh yeah yeah it's it's pretty incredible the innovation and creativity that comes out of out of the product development team over there yeah so so do you have uh or do you have like a insight into the the product development like as we've been doing this, I always wonder, like me and my buddies will talk on the water, like how do they come up with new stuff? Like I can't imagine all these things. Like, do you have much insight into, to like how that idea process comes in? Yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, it's exactly what you would imagine. It's a very detailed, strenuous, long process. Um, our product development team works three to four years ahead of the curve. Wow. Um, at all times. Yeah. And, and we have guys specifically for each brand doing that, mm-hmm. you know, and they're talking to the influencers in the market. So our pro staff team, our marketing guys and gals, our, uh, our media, our uh, circuit pros, like on the bass circuit in the U S like they're talking to all these individuals across the planet. Cause when you create a raffle allure, it's not just U S or it's not just Canada. You know, you have to really think about where this is going to be used across the globe. So, um, so, and that's pretty kind of, it's cool to think that the shad wrap that we're using the fish walleye 
is the same chatter out there fishing for Xander out in mm -hmm. Europe and, you know, across the border, even in the U S. Um, so yeah, I mean that, that process is super detailed. And then you have of course multi-brand and then multi-categories for each brand. So we have people in each of those, uh, category segments kind of challenging and creating, um, new products based on what they're learning from all of these different facets of the industry, right. you know, trying to get ahead of trends, like, uh, for example, a Ned rig or, uh, you know, the Tokyo rig or something like that. They, that just came out of nowhere, you know, some <laughs> angler created it. It's the same thing that we're trying yeah. to do. Right. I like when you mentioned that, like, it takes me back to our interview with Gord Pizer. He was telling us about, was it the Ned rig? Logan, he knows Ned. Yeah, he knows Ned. Like, of the Ned and, you know, you know, uh, was telling us stories about you know guys that he knew that created this and you know invent, you know, innovated that, and it, it's it's crazy. It's a crazy concept to like actually, you know, absorb that these didn't just come from nowhere. Or you know, people brought these to brands' attentions, and and these brands are you know just innovative with the idea that these anglers you know incorporated into the sport. And uh, I think that's super cool, like the innovation behind, you know, the Ned Rig or something that came from, you know, an angler just trying something new and, and trying to change the game. You know, I guess that's what makes fishing so enjoyable is just all the different variables and different ways that you can catch fish and um, et cetera. And I guess while we're on the topic of, uh, of innovation and products and stuff like that, um, maybe take a second here and, uh, I mean probably due to the fabulous marketing that Repel Canada does. All of our listeners know about the new products, but are there any new products this year that you want to maybe throw in the hotspot and uh, let people know about? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, 10 brands every year we have, you know, a sales meeting for both uh, open water and ice and each meeting will have hundreds <laughs> of products that we, that we have to, uh, that we talk about and you know figure out a plan for how we're going to sell market all all that fun stuff so um i'll try to keep it as short as i can because <laughs> those meetings can go for days yeah um but 2022 is basically the year of the crankbait we want to think okay. of it as we had just a ton of new crankbaits come out this year um og tiny and the slim six you know a bunch of new colors and the slim slim came out last year uh but the tiny is new um, you know, just a balsa crankbait. It's unbelievably hot right now in the U.S. OG stands for Ots Garage. So uh, for any of the circuit, you know, followers out there, the bass followers, they know who Ot Defoe is. But you know, super creative guy, and he literally made this this bait in his garage. So with the help, of course, of our our Rapala team. But you know, they have these ideas. You know, going back to that product development process they have these ideas in their head but they we have the manufacturing expertise and the marketing expertise to actually make it a product mm -hmm. and uh so we work with them with their ideas but we we make it come to life we make it you know for to to a a product that people will want to tie on their line and give them their best shot at catching their next their next uh, personal best yeah. so um so yeah so og tiny slim six uh bx mid brat so any of the the bx brat fans out there there's a big brat and uh, the regular the original brat which is a smaller version so they came out with a middle size so it's not uh 
it's a little bit oversized for a crankbait, but it's it's still really nice. And the BX series is all about that balsa extreme. It's basically a polymer coated uh, balsa bait, so you get that beautiful balsa action. But it's uh, super durable. It can handle you know all of our toothy critters, critters like walleye and pike, that sort of thing. Uh, if you you guys stop me at any moment, if you have any questions about no, any nope, baits, I'm for sure, keep firing them off. I just looked up the so, brat; it looks pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of my favorites. Honestly, one of the favorites in the in the crankbait lineup from Rapala. Uh, the DT08, super popular. You know the Dives Two series, uh, so that goes from uh, four feet all the way up to twenty feet down. Uh, so. The eight is was just a missing size in that series and kind of gets you in that 10 foot zone, which is super popular. And the, the size is just kind of right. Yeah, the strength zone. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of guys fish in that, that 10 foot area. And you if you really crank it, you can actually get it a little bit deeper, but perfect when the when the fish, you know, early spring, when the fish are a little deeper, early fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and the size of the bait itself is just kind of that, that perfect size, not too big, not too small. Um, definitely recommend if if, you, if there's any dives two fans out there. The Rap V, which is actually super popular in Canada, that that bait's kind of taken off. Uh, it's a hybrid blade bait, so it's got that blade, that super thin wobble, very uh, vibrant, vibrative wobble. Um, great for casting and jigging. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah, it's been taken off. There's a new size in that Storm Deep Wigglewort. That's a you know, from our storm brand. Classic. You guys know the wiggle word at all? That's a classic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Been around forever. And I don't know how there hasn't been a deep version of it, but now there is. No. So there you go. Um, awesome. That, that's an incredible bait too. Again, for any of the deep crankers out there. And then uh, one from the 13 fishing side is the Jabberjaw Deep. Yeah. You're familiar with that one? I think I've seen some stuff on Instagram about it. Yeah, I haven't actually picked one up, but I've been seeing a lot of marketing about it. Yeah, highly recommend it. Um, In Ontario, it's kind of, it's exploded in the last year. It's that multi-species bait. There's just something about the clack in it. It's just very unique. So the the whole product design was based on a uh, rotating lip or like a moving lip on it which actually creates the clacking. So instead of an internal rattle, which pretty much all yeah. crankbaits, that's the rattle system they go with. This is the external. It's in the lip. Interesting. And it just creates a different, different hence, sound. Hence the name, piece. Jabberjaw. It, exactly. Yep. And it's uh, honestly, I can't believe how, how performing that lure is. Multi-species, unbelievable. Bass, walleye, pike. Well, you know, if you're going to a multi-species lake and you're just fishing weed lines or, you know, you're targeting, but not really, the Jabberjaw is what you well, want. Well, well then, I think I'm sold. <laughs> and uh, the green gizzard chat, check that color okay. out. Will do. I'm looking up all and these. And then another, uh, just kind of overall stories, the custom colors. So we came out super popular in Ontario. Big trend is you know, all these custom painters you were talking about, you know, in Finland, there's a lot of custom lure makers. There's a lot of custom paint jobs done in, in Canada that they just take our, you know, one of our clear Husky yeah. jerks and they'll just paint it. You guys, yeah. So you're familiar, yeah. same thing over your way then. Yeah. There's yeah. a few. And even like talking with like Doug Wagner. So he's, I don't know, you obviously probably know who that is. He's just South of you there in, in Minnesota area, Green Bay. 
Um, but yeah, he's, he's obviously a partner with Rapella down in the, in the U S and, uh, he took us through his basement with all his tackling and the rip and wrap is, uh, is one of his go-tos and he orders a ton of just, uh, clear ones and gets them custom painted. So, um, a lot of, a lot of the guys do that. Uh, I know there's a few guys around here that do that. It's, it's, it's a, lo- a little, a little more work. I mean, if you're not, if you're looking to just go into the store and pick up some and head to the lake right away and use them. I definitely I picked up a couple of the rip and wrap new colors. There's some there's some sick rip and wrap colors and the jig and wraps. Those are really big around our neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's exactly it. So we're just playing off that trend and you know creating our own custom series. And the the colors been off like going like fire. People are they're sold out everywhere pretty much. It's, it's hard to get your hands on them, but. Um, yeah, we're just going to continue to expand that custom color lineup, new colors and our legendary lures. So just, uh, just adding another new twist to, to our legend series. So is that, uh, I've seen lots of the, the stuff on Instagram and Facebook where it is like our, is pretty well everything hand painted like individually? Uh, n- yes, yeah, sorry. It, they're not hand painted per se, but they're, they use, uh, um, like spray machines and stuff like the airbrushes so, and whatnot. Yeah. Airbrushes. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, that's, it's, it's kind of crazy to me how all of them are so like, you don't see much difference and you might look at like 10 of the same color, same size, everything. And it's crazy how, well, obviously it's quality control too, but crazy how specific each of those are. It's honestly unbelievable. I've been to the factory once and, uh, the, their process for painting lures is insane like it's it's just incredible um and yeah like you said it's airbrush technique so it's all hand done Mm -hmm. and there's they're 99.9 percent accurate it's 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 truly incredible but they just zoom around they have these little chairs that they zoom around the lure and uh you know with the different colors and get it get them dialed in they'll do 50 lures at a time wow so is that uh is that over in finland or is there multiple places that that's going on yeah that's in finland okay yeah, so everything's actually made right in Finland. Wow! So all, all of the Rapala lures. That's awesome. Interesting. That's pretty yeah. yeah. No, I thought I thought maybe there might be like a, a European, uh, a US, and a Canadian um, distribution center or product development and manufacturing warehouse, but yeah, everything comes from Finland. Wow. Yeah, I have to get the actual number, but I think. They do fifty thousand lures a day. <laughs> I want to say, wow, Something that's like impressive. That, yeah. <laughs> that's a uh, one, one thing I wanted to ask you. We're talking about different lures. Um, do you would you know off the top of your head about the shadow wrap shad? Like when did when did that come in? Do you know? No. The shadow wrap shad. Like what year? Yeah, like because I I just picked up some for the first time, and that's been all I'm tossing this spring, our, and it's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that that came out probably six or seven years ago i want to say okay so it's been around for a while there's there was the original shadow wrap as right. well so it came out they were a year difference um and then yeah they those lures are honestly super underrated the super or, or sorry the shadow wrap series both yeah. the the shad and the original right super underrated yeah um no oh, go ahead I was just going to say there, there's only, so other than the body shape, the difference is one floats 
and one uh, one floats and one sinks. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'd have so the one floating one up. then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The shad is the floater. Right. Yeah. I was, I was, I was doing a little bit of video with it and just got a walleye on it. And I, I kept getting myself tongue tied, trying to, <laughs> trying to say the shadow wrap shad size nine. And yeah. I just could not say it on the video, but yeah, no, that's been, that's been sweet. Just, we talked about it in our last episode. Uh, we just kind of had like a tackle talk thing that we're going to do every couple episodes, but, um, that's what we talked about, right? What's the shadow wrap shot? Yeah, we uh, we talked about you were, you were throwing cranks for for spring walleye, and uh, yeah, that was your go to, and you were even catching some pike on it too. So, yeah, the pike like it as well. Which where I was fishing at Buffalo, just off the dock, I had the boat there, but I was like, you know what, this kind of nostalgia casting off the dock. Um, so I'd go out there. It's usually like eight forty five till like eleven p.m. in that time frame, and and just cast around the walleye. We're in like three feet of water right now, so. It was working perfectly for that, especially with that ability to stop and have it slowly rise back up. That was, that was big there. Yeah, no, the pike love the super sh- or the shadow wrap and this uh, super shadow wrap. Um, but <clears throat> so the one thing with the shadow wrap series is that they were de- they were designed with a, a fine wired hook, uh, yeah. and that's to give it that that action that uh, the elusive action, I guess, that will make the kind of trigger that bite and um for pike when they hit it there if you get a big pike on there you know that that fine wired hook doesn't stand a chance yeah that's you know there's that happened to me but they weren't big pike but typical it's going to happen with any hook the hook in the net and then the pike decides to death roll and you're just (laughs) it's just a mess (laughs) and that's i mean that's nature with with the jerk baits right but yeah i definitely noticed that but it's still it took like eight or nine pike in the net being tossed around to where I was like, ah, maybe I should, I just bent them back and they were fine. Obviously maybe not as durable after being bent back, but I mean, still it's pretty easy to switch those out and, and put new ones on too. Some new VMC trebles. Yeah. yeah with, <laughs> with the split ring pliers there that I got, those have been big. Yeah. Yeah. Another underrated tool. Yeah. I just picked that up on the website. I think I saw it under the professional or the pro recommendations or whatever. I really like that mm-hmm. tab on the website. Cause I mean, I, it's nice to know like what they're using and you can kind of see like, okay, what's really dialed in or what are they, what do they believe in kind of thing. And, and that's where I picked up a couple tools. I was like, may as well have them. Cause it's a pain trying to change those split rings without them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Save times and potentially some loss of blood. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. <laughs> Yeah, cool. So yeah, so those those are some of the Rapala, uh, you know, the Rapala baits tools. We always have some new tools coming out. I think the lead scissors was the big one this year. Uh, so just like a saltwater um, esque uh, uh, scissors. They're actually it's like super. Uh, they're super durable and uh, they're they're large. Like I don't know if I'd use them for some of your more finesse applications and species, mm-hmm. but great for pike, muskie, saltwater, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, and then on the VMC side, do you guys net jig at all for uh, for walleye over there? Just getting into it. Yeah, I've been okay. trying to do that, and the pike have loved it. Yeah. I've only been bitten off once somehow, but <laughs> I, like, I'm fishing like some drops I can see, fishing up in some sand, and the like eight or nine pike in probably about half an hour, I'm like obviously they're walleye around there because we're catching them slip bob and i just got to figure it out so actually yeah like so what was it two weeks ago we were actually planning on going to the only largemouth uh 
bass fishery in Saskatchewan. And so Logan and I picked up some, some VMC Ned jig heads and yeah. we ended up having to cancel that trip because of weather. And I was like, well, now these are just going to see walleye. So yeah, just kind of getting into it. And, uh, I don't know. I've heard good things. So. Have you, did you guys see the, there was a video recently. I, I'm pretty sure it was this year or within the last month or so that came out from target. Walleye. Yeah. Brent McCombs actually, yeah. I think he just released one even like a couple days ago. Um, he was Ned Riggin with, uh, with, I believe they were VMCs and, uh, yeah, he was smacking walleye. The, the chartreuse, chartreuse yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. That was a video. I thought it was older than that. So yeah, no, that it's killer. And, uh, for any guys that fish with the TRDs, it was the man that, that it has a uh, conical, it's like a pretty unique, but a beveled edge conical keeper okay. on it. Yeah. I like that. that. Yeah. So that, that, uh, I don't, I can't remember what it's called, but that elastic technology, uh, that they have in the, the TRDs, mm-hmm. it just snugs right up to that conical keeper and you just, you get a hundred fit, not actually, but you can get a ton of fish. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get a hundred. I'll get a hundred. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I tried that, but first cast, like I was telling Brandon, I think it was when you, when you were gone, um, I put on one of the churros and one of the darter jig heads, the VMC ones, really first yeah. cast toss it out there i just go i'm assuming it's on bottom just go to hit it up once there's nothing there it well it was followed pike bit it off i didn't feel anything and i was like are you serious like gotta do this and same thing with one of the ned rigs so i'm down one of the ned rigs that we had brandon they uh gave it gave her two jerks about one little like it's like someone just snapped their fingers i didn't even have a chance to set the hook or anything and it was just gone and i was like well <laughs> back to the tackle box i guess devastating it is yeah. it is it is plan. devastating like you don't even, you don't even catch <laughs> one fish on it logan and no yeah. just it happened twice just too. gave you those yeah yeah and uh <clears throat> yeah the target walleye guys were, were fishing the super shad or super, sorry super shadow wrap as well Wait. okay so that's going it's going to hit the market next year for them uh speaking of target walleye he just released a video yesterday fishing the jigging shadow wrap yeah yeah so he like in his video brett mentioned that it was a prototype so they don't have it in the states yep that's exactly it sorry i said uh that's my fault i said the super shadow wrap i meant the jig okay yeah okay when you said that that's what i assumed you were talking about because yeah i just watched brett's video yesterday and uh he was smacking walleyes on it and he mentioned, he's like, yeah, this is a prototype. I'm like, not a prototype. Like, what do you mean? Lies. I have like 15 of these. Like, they're not prototypes. And he's like, yeah, they're available in Canada and Europe, but not in the States. I was like, wow. Like, I feel like that's crazy that they, we got something before the States got something, just with the size of the market and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was really cool because he's fishing with these. And a lot of people down there that are watching his videos don't really know what they are. And I, they're available every like across Canada here. So, um, I'm really looking forward to trying those. Like, like I mentioned, jigging wraps is is a big one here, uh, in Saskatchewan on, on our bigger lakes for walleye. And I think those jigging shadow wraps are going to be a nice change of pace because they're, they're a little bit slower falling, aren't they? Exactly. I don't, do you want to, you, you know, obviously more about this. Uh, what's the main difference? Cause I feel like you guys and a lot of people 
um, are going to be asking a lot of, or you guys are going to be getting a lot of questions from people saying, well, what's the difference between the jigging wrap and the jigging shadow wrap? Yeah. So you, you basically nailed it. It's the, the slow or sorry, the fall rate. So, uh, the okay. jigging shadow, you know, if you compare it to the same size jigging wrap, uh, the size nine, it's, yep. I think about a quarter ounce different in weight. So you're getting that slower okay. falling action. Um, it's got a bigger, a wider tail on it as well. So it, it falls a little in a different pattern. It's not as erratic. It's more straight and long. So okay. it falls out in the same line, but longer distance because of that slow okay. falling action. Um, and it's got two hooks on it instead of three. So it's missing that nose hook. Yeah. And uh, actually in that Target Wally video, they talk about, <clears throat> you know, they, they, he wasn't sure if it was designed for ice or open water. And yep. it's actually a better open water applica application uh, lure. Okay. okay. So it, it's because of that slow falling um, and, and just being able to pitch it out and hop it back without having that nose hook catch on everything. Right. The snag hook. I was just going to say, like, even like on a lot of my, uh, my chicken wraps, whether it's in the net, it's just that that nose hook always seems to be in the way for me and there's been a few of them where i honestly just pinch off that nose hook just because it's, it's more of a pain in the ass for me than you know majority of the time i'm catching you know the fish are eating the treble and that nose hook is just really causing havoc for me so i think not having the nose hook is is going to be clutch um and obviously that way i i mean for guys like me you don't have to adjust the bait at all um but yeah you're not going to have that snagging or anything like that I, and it's just all around too from you know there's the the fishability of it but it's just a great looking bait as well i like how on the back with the with the fin it's part of the body isn't it right whereas like on the jigging wraps the the back fin is kind of like an additive to the body exactly and that's where okay. the weight difference comes in is the body so okay. the jigging wraps lead and the jigging shadow wrap is polymer. And you can oh, okay. actually, we don't promote it, but if you hold the hooks, you know, grab it in your palm and give it a shake, it's a little rattle. So you get a little extra noise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, Sweet. Well, I guess that's, that's kind of the same idea with the, the V wrap, right? But they, that they've got like, I don't know what you call it, not a treble, but they've, it's a treble with that front one taken off basically yeah right? it's like the dual hook I, I can't remember the name of it either but yeah same same idea um i, okay. I remember i remember the first time i got a v-wrap i opened it and i was choked i was like oh no i got a faulty treble yeah. i was like oh my god oh of course this is just my luck and then i opened the other yeah. ones and i was like okay i guess it's just dual dual hooks yeah yeah and that's for the action yeah. too for that falling action okay um yeah that jigging shadow wrap those you the u.s guys are super pumped to get it i know i've been talking to them a lot about it and the open water application side is it hasn't even been touched yet so it kind of came out during ice season and people are using it and actually having some really good success with it um but then now we're going to get our first season on our belt with uh spring fishing so when those fish are negative you know, moving to more of a neutral and then starting to, to move even more. That's when it's really, you know, you can key in on them and same, you know, going back into the winter. So late season in the fall. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah. So definitely recommend trying that. 
that that cast out jig it back jigging shadow wrap is it's definitely nice a nice option i'm excited to give that a go i'm excited jigging wraps yeah i think that like typically right i like to work my jigging wraps like vertical and solely troll work work vertically and just like a slow drag mm-hmm. and rip it um but yeah i think that shadow wrap i'm excited to give that cast and hop back uh, exactly kind of how brett was doing it in his video uh he was having pretty good success yeah. there so yeah, I think uh, I think for me it's if we're sharpshooting walleye, then it's vertical. Otherwise, I'm pretty well always casting it out. So this one sounds like it'll be perfect for yeah. that. Jamie, do you know who Jamie Bruce is in the Lake of the Woods? Yeah, he. I think he I've heard the name. He follows us, and I think we follow him on Instagram. He's big into the bass tournaments, no? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a big walleye guy too. And, yeah. Uh, okay. He he got that bait end of last season. So open water still, and he was just crushing monsters on monster walleye on it. So love to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I can tell you that that line's going to expand. So that jigging shadow wrap. Okay. Now, hopefully, some someday we'll have a new size and uh, definitely new colors. So yeah, you'll just you'll just see it grow. Yeah, there you yeah, go. There's some great colors um, already available in it, and I think, like I mentioned earlier, some of the the new colors in the jigging wraps and the ripping wraps, like they're they're a little bizarre and wild. But I think you know a lot of people are going to eat that up, and I think the fish will too. So, yep, it's a little change of pace. Yeah, exactly. Well, any new products from our friends over at Thirteen Fishing? <laughs> Always, you know, those guys are so creative <laughs> down there. It's wild. Their their creative process. I got to sit uh, the luck of the draw to sit on one of their meetings. Our team did up here just to kind of see the whole process on uh, basically like birthing a new product idea. Um, yeah. and it's it's incredible. They just they have it they have it dialed to such a. Um, an efficiency that they can get a product dialed in in, in one day, one meeting. It's it's pretty wow. unbelievable. But um, I'm, of course, that's just the beginning, and then it expands from there. But at least the foundation for for the plan is there. Um, and anyways, yeah, they they keep innovating, you know, every single year. And uh, this year, you know, it's no different. You guys have already had the the product in your hands. You've had that Omen Gold. You know the telescopic. Uh, there's the telescopic tr- trolling version. Do you guys troll at all for walleye? You you casters. Uh, I troll a little bit, Most- not really like not trolling cranks a whole lot. Just kind of getting in that, getting into that too. Um, you know, a lot of spinners and bottom bouncers, that type of stuff. But um, the other the other weekend here, I did. Uh, I had the omen gold in my hand and we tossed a little jig and a leech and. It was amazing. And like the lightness of it too. And it just felt fantastic. The sensitivity of a medium, uh, medium light, fast action, six, six, seven, I think it is. And uh, yeah, with a light jig and leech, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That, so the action and, and the feel of that rod is in a class of its own, but then the look of it, you're just like, I need, I got to have it. Got yeah <laughs> well, yeah i mean i'll take six yeah exactly yeah no it, so so i mean on the rod side you got yeah the omen golds um so that omen line just keeps expanding but uh, i had the luck to see you know some some of what's coming out for next season and i can tell you they have there's some big stuff coming 
specific, oh boy. yeah, specifically on the spinning side of things. Um, there's going to be. I liked it. I like hearing that. There's going to be some some major advancements. <laughs> um, the rod side of thing. There's some really cool series coming out, and then on the on the some new series, but also expansions and some um, existing series, some updates. Uh, and on the bait casting side, and a, a ton of new series coming out. So it's yeah, it's next year is going to be a big year. You'll see everything released in July, so in another month and a half or so. Um, okay. Everything okay. will kind of be available. At, they they launch it at iCast. We're in yeah. a different cycle up in your, here in Canada, so everything that launches down in the U.S. at iCast, they generally have available um, by the end of the year in in the U.S. because they're obviously they they don't have winter in half the country, so so they can yeah. they mm -hmm. can fish it year round. So it makes sense for them to bring it out. But for us, we wait for you know the when it makes sense for the season to. Uh, I mean, to promote it for the season ahead. So for open water, that's what they would release at ICAST. We would then promote it in February of next year. Right. Kind of thing. So, okay. so if you guys, for all you uh, gear junkies out there, you can, you know, see what's coming early, but by, by tuning into ICAST. Right. And I think that's uh that's one thing, like when you mentioned some of the new stuff there, is it, would it be fair? Like if you look at all the brands as, as a whole, right, you've got your lures, um, I mean, different applications too, for whether like there's some salt water, fresh water, whatever. Right. But would it be fair to say that 13 fishing is kind of the specializes in the rod and reel part of the whole, the whole 10 brands? Yeah, that's exactly it. So okay. in Canada, you know, back to that whole product development thing, we're very unique because we have a team in Canada that is specialized for marketing, of course, but for every department, so product development logistics we have our own warehousing our own you know shipping uh processes we have everything customer service specific for canada so um okay. we're, we're very unique that way you know some of our competitors do it but especially when it comes down to the product development side no one really has as loud of a voice on their international team as our canadian team does within the rapala umbrella um, so we actually were able to innovate here in Canada or, or create, I'd say for the Rapala rods and reels. But then when that, um, when we, uh, invested in 13 fishing and we bought, you know, half the company, we then, uh, left, you know, everything else that we were doing on rods and reels and just purely invest in 13 fishing. So interesting. Okay. And that's everything down to our product development teams. So, um, so we actually have our teams working with the U.S. teams to create products specific to Canada. So, just like that jigging shadow wrap, um, and some some of the rod series you'll already see in Canada, they're only available here specific to what our anglers, like Canadian anglers, are looking for for their techniques. So, okay. again, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's unique that way. Well, it's, it's cool because you don't see that in Canada a lot, right? Usually it's, we'll release it here in whether it's the States or over in Europe, and then it gets to Canada when it gets there, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we have a loud yeah. voice and, you know, in the global perspective, um, they listen to us and they have respect for our teams, our pro staff, our, um, our media, our in-house product development teams. And, uh, yeah, they were able to listen. You know, we get, we get the feedback from them 
from our Canadian anglers and we can directly influence a product that's coming to our market, maybe specifically to us, but also might have a global application too. So the U.S. could pick it up if they wanted to or Europe right. or whoever it might be. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy to see, right? Because I think a lot of people just think uh, Rapella has all these products and they're developed and manufactured in, in Europe and they're just spread across North America or across the globe, right? And the, the impact that our countries actually have on the different types of angling and anglers is, it's, it's incredible. It really is. Like the fact that these brands care so much to bring, you know, specific products to help anglers in different demographics is, is truly amazing. So that's, that's great to hear. Yeah. yeah we definitely have one of them, the ultimate multi-species fisheries in the world. You know, we're so lucky to have what we have in our backyard, freshwater, especially, you know, obviously having the most, most lakes in the, in the world, for sure, we're going to have the most species, but, um, or the most opportunities to fish, but yeah, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty incredible. Like you said, a lot of companies just, you know, the U S is North America. So whatever is developed in the U S that's coming to Canada <clears throat> and that's it. You know, that's kind of where, where it ends. And we, you know, if we develop something, the U.S. could take it and Europe could take it. And it's exactly what you said, where we take what the U.S. does and we take what Europe does. So it's a very, you know, fluid relationship globally. If you are in need of a boat, whether it be a pontoon fishing boat, maybe you just need a small boat to get into the backwoods, um, a river system. Check out our friends, JP Adventure Rentals and SAS Best Boat Rentals. They have everything you need for all of your adventures, whether it be fishing or fun with the family. Here's a quick word from JP Adventure Rentals. Get your adventure out with JP Adventure Rentals in Saskatchewan. Whether it's remote ice fishing, hunting, trail riding, or just taking family and friends out for a day of fun. JP Adventure Rentals has you covered with brand new ATVs, snowmobiles, aluminum trailers, plus accessories. Visit jpadventurerentals.ca to make your reservation. Check out our sister company, Saskatchewan's Best Boat Rentals, for all of your boat rental needs. Pre-book now. Get out there with JP Adventure Rentals. We rent fun. Right. Yeah. I think that's um, something else that's cool. Like, I... I'm not uh, whether when it was when I was playing hockey or whatever I'm doing, I haven't been as much of like a gear guy and like knowing what, Oh, this is the new stick or this is the new rod that's coming out. These are the new skates or the new reel, right? Like I just, I can't keep up with all of it. So I'm not as good with, with the gear stuff, but, um, I did just get two of the Omen black gen three spinning rods and the one, I I think it was a six, six light maybe. Something like that. I was using it for jigging, but it was so different. I'd never seen it before. Every two-piece rod you see is usually split somewhere in the middle, right? And when I open this one up, I'm like, I pull out basically just the real seat, and I'm like, what is this? And then I realize that the rest of the rod is all one part, right? Or I guess it, it starts pretty well right from the seat there, and then it, the, the one piece is actually where you're getting all that action on the rod. And I thought that was something cool that I don't know if it's common or not, but I had never seen it before. So that is a European design. <clears throat> So uh, the idea is for transport, you really only need to lose, you know, two feet off of it to fit in your car or your truck, your truck bed, whatever. So, um, you know, instead of splitting it in half, just split it at the handle. You you have the increased sensitivity because you have the full rod as one piece. So it's basically like a one piece rod. Um, 
except for it just splits in a different spot. So, right. Okay. I figured that's what it was for, but I was like, this is, this is neat. The only thing I had trouble with, and maybe this could be part of our input is, is like, I, I need, unless I missed it, like some, uh, line lines on each one to line it up. Cause I'm like looking at this. Cause usually you can set up the eye eyes of the rod. Right. Unless I totally missed a line or something, but I was like looking at, it, I was like, I got to make sure this is right. So I put on the reel and everything and it's easy enough to figure out. Yeah. I was looking at that like this is totally different, right? Yeah, line up. Yeah, line the guides to the real seat. Pretty much. Yeah. I think there actually might be an identifier somewhere on there. It's really small, uh, but I can't. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Like something you can just line up. But right, I wouldn't be surprised. I I just so excited to open <laughs> it. And I'm like, I instantly got to put this together, put the reel on it. So yeah, yeah I could have missed it You're for like, sure. Oh, it's broken. That's yeah. Broken. <laughs> yeah. God, Logan literally texted me a picture of it. He's like. Man, like, what is what this? is this? I was like, well, that is your, that is your handle for the rod. He's like, well, I thought it was a one piece rod. I was like, well, obviously it's two pieces. He's like, oh, I've never seen it like, you know, separate at the handle. And I'm like, yeah, it's just it's thirteen fishing. It's innovative, right? Yep. And uh, yeah, so you just <clears throat> so the blank. Think about the blank, right? That one piece. You have that break or like that connector right in the middle of the parabolic action yeah so it just mm-hmm. kills kills the or makes it uh less sensitive you're still going to get the action right. but um it's more accurate basically more accurate action more sensitivity there you go yeah okay so we talked about rapella 13 fishing we talked about a little bit of storm stuff um so there's 10 brands under the rapella canada name um that's that's a big umbrella yeah um what what other, for people that aren't familiar, what are all the brands underneath Repella Canada? Oh, a quiz. So we got... Uh, Pop quiz. <laughs> Rapala, 13 Fishing, VMC, Storm, Lures, Suffix Line, uh, Terminator Lures. So that's like, um, you know, frogs and spinnerbaits generally. Uh, Strike Master. Uh, so that's yep. the, the augers. Blue Fox. That's Vibrax spinners primarily. They have, you know, classic. Yeah, exactly. That that Vibrax spinner has got to be the most productive, one of the most productive baits on the planet. The thing just catches everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lure Jensen. So that's your, you know, uh, salmon, trout, kokanee kind of specialist brand. Uh, and then we have a new brand coming for next year. It's Carp Spirit. So out of, uh, oh. yeah, out of, uh, our friends in Europe. It's part of our portfolio over in Europe. But okay. Believe it or not, carp is on the trend right now. And uh, I love carp in Europe. I see a, so many European, like on my on Instagram on the Explore page. There's so many carp photos that are popping up, and it's wild because, like, it, it seems like everything's kind of like following in the same suit, right? Like, you know, you had your main uh, game species that everyone loved, and you know, nobody really liked burbit and nobody really liked carp. Hey. Like, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Just hear me out. My favorite species. But like you have these species that everyone, you know, we're, we're always in a, in a dissatisfaction of catching, you know, as a bycatch. And now you have people targeting these species and wanting specific products to do so. And it just seems like it just continues to grow, grow, grow and grow. And like you said, Logan, uh, a species that maybe five, ten years ago people were throwing on the ice for for 
for dead because they were pissed off because they wanted to catch a walleye and this burbot took their lure. Now mm-hmm. that's your favorite species and somebody's so, favorite species is carp. Me, so does that make me a hipster? Is that still a thing? <laughs> a fishing hipster? <laughs> you can be whatever you want to be. I don't want to be a hipster. I don't <laughs> uh, no, I actually, uh, yeah, I listened to that podcast and it made me super interested because I've never caught a burbot, but uh, you guys oh, talking boy. about how common they are over there. <clears throat> and we we see them over here for sure but they're just not targeted and i think they're they're not as uh populate like there's not a big population of them over here but you know always been interested to catch one i don't know what i do get... with it when i caught it like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but uh no i <clears throat> definitely yeah. want to try it you also make your way over to saskatchewan yeah the weekend warriors, the, the weekend warriors burbot trip yeah I sent you that message after I saw you guys catching them nonstop. I think Logan, you got yeah. a big one. It's like, We're gonna have to catch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we gotta have uh, bourbon on the jig and shadow wrap. It's gonna be done. There you go. Apparently, you can catch you on anything. Oh, they'd love so that. Just throw whatever you want down there. Yeah, you, you can. <laughs> That's what yeah. You yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pretty well, just yeah, just finding them, and it's yeah, they well, especially because that that jig and shadow wrap would make. I mean, although it is a bit lighter, it would still make that thud. Right. And that's a, like that. They kind of say like a war drum um, kind of tempo for it. But yeah, basically anything heavy or anything that's going to hit that bottom. Right. It's that they seem to love that with with the, the noise and whatnot and the thud. So, I mean, I don't see why it, it wouldn't work. I mean, if, if anything, use it for lake trout. I saw lots of images of people fishing that with for lake trout. Right. I mean, you did say it came out in the in the winter there for us or whatever. But I mean, burbot are a huge bycatch for lakers here at least so um, that's what we see that here could too. that could easily happen mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah that little so it's possible a little knocking noise of the jigging shadow that might do it might yeah do it. exactly it's mission for next for next ice season but yeah so you know back to the brands the the 10 brands we basically aim to cover every or at least 99 percent of all the different uh, angling techniques and species that you can target in Canada. So we, we want to be the one-stop, you know, umbrella brand for anything that you need, you need for fishing for anything in Canada, you know, salt's a whole different game. So we're still learning and and developing on that side. Um, and we have some great products on that side already, but you know, generally we're, when you're talking freshwater species and techniques, we, we cover it all. <clears throat> yeah well and if you're don't be afraid to hop over onto the saltwater portion of the website if you're looking for pike or musky stuff too mm-hmm. right like it's pretty pretty there's some good crossover there with some of the, with some of the baits like i i've done that myself and it's i mean if you wanted to go big saltwater is a good place to, to start for finding big baits too yeah the biscay series under the storm lures that's uh underrated pike lure for sure you know it's uh jig oh, yeah. head with soft plastic body Fast falling, great for jig lines or uh, weed lines, heavy jigging, heavy weed lines. Um, yeah, that's oh, yeah. exactly what you said. You know, those bigger baits, heavier weights, for sure. They do the trick. But I guess uh, we did have on our list here, like, we I guess we have had you for a while too, and you're, you're a bit later than us for time zone. But uh, we did have some, had actually quite a few questions come in. I'm, I'm thinking you know some of them, or you'd mentioned earlier that some of the people there listen to the podcast as well. So that might be people, you, some of your coworkers. Oh, no. but, Here we go. Um, 
um, but before we get into that, the one the one thing I thought would be interesting is what's like at a high level, what's your day to day look like on average working there? So, you know, given the different brands and all the different channels that you're, you know, you're marketing through, at, you know, every day, um, it actually changes quite often. I can say that there's definitely busier periods where you, you have to plan. Like, for example, we, on the marketing side, we do a lot of planning now or closer to uh, the end of the season for the following season. And then we activate all season. So this okay. part of the year will be much, will look much different on a day-to-day basis than, you know, the, the latter part of the year into early next year. So right now is a lot of activation-based okay. stuff. We're actually launching a new website, so that's taking up 150% of my time. Um, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see that. I'm excited for it's that. Nice, but it's it's going to be. Uh, it's basically bringing our our brands into the the digital world, the 21st century. We have, um, yeah, it's going to be like mobile first design. It's going to yep. be basically like operating an app from your mobile, um, but then you know some really nice functionality on the on the uh, desktop side of things as well. So, you know, of course it's going to look the part, the brand. Yeah. I'm super excited. Just, just, yeah. Like, I mean, like you mentioned, bringing it into like the 21st century here. Like, I mean, I, the use usability of it, right. You want it to be as user friendly as possible. And I think there's a lot, a lot of brands in the fishing industry that, you know, could do better. But I think, you know, like brands that you guys are, you know, involved with like 13 fishing more modern, and, um, you know, you guys are going to be able to catch up here a lot quicker. And if you guys want to be that one-stop shop, you got to be, you know, the easiest possible um, place to stop and, and grab something and, and be user-friendly and create a great, great uh, experience. So I'm excited. I, I, I like the whole website idea. So Yeah, yeah. and that is the name of the game is, is easy. Um, and it's got to be, yeah, easy and efficient. And that, that is what it is, the whole shopping experience is going to change um it'll be yeah faster easier and uh just a just a better overall you know brand experience so no definitely looking forward to getting that off the ground you can look for that in august it'll be coming out so we'll be doing a ton of promotion around it so you won't have to worry about marketing your calendar um and okay uh, and just going back to you know the day-to-day so yeah e-commerce actually falls underneath the marketing side here in canada so you know it's just uh um we have a couple there's a couple of us that take care of that so e-commerce between e-commerce digital is a huge part of our promotional strategy so you know content creation a lot of planning photo shoots uh working with media to develop the content for you know various platforms um, that eats up a lot of time and then we have you know, a bunch of different activations from events. We have the largest, probably the largest Canadian pro staff um, that, you know, service all of the dealers across Canada, all the independent and big box uh, locations, you know, brick and mortar locations across Canada. And, uh, and yeah, we, you know, we're, we're in a, all over the TV side. We have tons of writers, a huge writer media network that we support, you know, with samples we just finished our sample packages last week. So that was a couple days of the week. You guys should be getting one as well. So just uh, Ooh, products cool. for next year. Cool, cool. So yeah, um, so yeah, so it's, I mean, every day is different. Digital is kind of that, 
one world that just never sleeps. So there's it's a different beast. Out the truth. It's a different beast. <laughs> yeah. So no part, no matter what, every single day we're working on something digital oriented. And then outside of that, depending on go. what season we're approaching, you know, if it's the planning or the activating season where, you know, the, that's where, how our days are kind of formed. There you go. Busy. <laughs> jug, jug, I mean, with, with so many different brands, right? Like it's, it's one thing to be in marketing with one brand and then, uh, you know, have having so many different brands and different stipulations and, you know, different stories and everything to deal with. Like it, it, I can, I can see how it might get a little overwhelming some days, but, um, all in all, you guys are doing a fantastic job. I mean, you guys have some of the best brands in the industry and, uh, I'm, I'm, I know we're happy to be a part of it and we use them all and love them all. So, but yeah, let's hop into some of the Q and a there's, there's a few that we'll, we'll touch on. And there's a few that I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> yeah. If, if you're questioning them, just leave them out. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, this is, this is kind of marketing, right? You should be able to put this down on your timesheet working overtime tonight. Yeah, of course. There's, <laughs> there's, there is no overtime. There's just time. Yeah, just time. There's just yeah. time. Um, I guess for uh, for this one, uh, okay, we'll go with this one. Uh, what fish do you target the most, and why do you like going after that species? I would have to say walleye. Um, really? Yeah. Well, walleye would be my my uh, number one, and that's because uh, actually, just like you, Brandon, I started fishing i was obviously always open water the ice world was kind of this unknown you know you you have to know someone almost to get into ice fishing yeah the equipment just the barrier for entry is is huge like tent auger snow machine or you know something to get you out on the ice i mean you can simplify that too but if you don't have someone to show you what to do you're pretty lost out there so I would say walleye because, uh, yeah, you can fish for them open water and ice because in Ontario, bass is closed during the ice season. So, okay, that's fair. And I, okay. I would, I don't, I would argue I'm more of an ice angler than an open water angler. I love ice fishing. Um, oh, I, f- yeah. I find that interesting. I, I didn't know if I took you for that or not. I thought maybe, I thought maybe you just got on the ice for some product photos. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I live. I mean, I live in Peterborough, so it's Peterborough. Sorry, you guys. Obviously, there's no uh, uh, no comparison there, but that's north. The, that's northern. The Pe- Peterborough Peets. Peterborough Peets. Yeah. There you, go. you know, most NHLers that come out of a single city. So there you go. Oh. yeah. So um, so we're we're north enough that you know the lakes. So Kawartha Lakes, where we have you know hundred thousand lakes. Yep. In our in that area, it's half an hour away. So as soon as oh, ice nice. season hits, we're far enough north of the city that ice forms a little earlier. And then, you know, you can go another hour past that and you can get into early ice season. So January 1st, walleye opens and it's open until March in Ontario. Um, or, yeah, no, wait, sorry, that's wrong. Yeah, no, March. And... Uh, um, so I, I have that, you know, three months of ice fishing and I would say I like lake trout equally, but they're just so hard to fish for. And there's, there's 
Yeah, that's fair. The gaps between catching them is is long. <laughs> so yeah, no, that's that's totally fair. It's yeah. been really long for myself. <laughs> I, never. <laughs> I've I've actually never made my, my made my way up uh, to do lake trout. I've had about three trips planned over the last couple of years that have been kiboshed, and it's just hasn't worked out i want to get up and do some lake trout through the ice but i think logan and i may, may be planning a trip in august in northern manitoba so i might be catching open water lake trout first but we'll see fingers cr- you just jinxed it well it's not gonna happen i'm just now. whatever <laughs> i mean fingers crossed uh it, yeah. it is what it is i'll take a couple small mouth too <laughs> true yeah we'll go we'll do that we'll do that we got a we got a couple things that we might be able to uh to target there yeah. so I'd be honored to be there for your first lake trip. Oh, I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. So this one, this one's more of a, well, since we have you on here, it's, it's more of a, a personal question that might make people think differently of you, depending on how you oh, answer no. this. Um, it's, <laughs> it's from, it's from Mitch Klatt. Do you, do you work with yeah, him? He's one of our pro staff. Okay. Okay. I figured, I figured so. Um, but it's, uh, it's, he says pineapple does not belong on pizza. True or false? Oh, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say uh, false. It does belong on pizza. Hundred percent, it belongs. We're all in agreement. I mean, you gotta have sweet. We might have just lost listeners. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have sweet and salty, right? It can't just be one or the other. I re- I really I really hope Claddy's on the same side, but well, see, I don't it know. could have been a trick question because it sounds like he was pushing me towards that it should shouldn't be allowed towards. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Uh, I'll have to talk to him after this. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you'll have. I don't know if you'll have an answer for this one, um, but I guess just being in the position that you are in, um, Jack is asking any advice for someone who is getting their marketing degree and how to break into the fishing industry. Honestly, um, the fishing industry is is tough because it's not tough to it's not tough to get into because it's. Uh, it's a very specific person that you're looking for, but it's tough for the business to find a specific person for that job. So for a marketing role, um, you know, when we've ever hired for marketing, it's it's been fishing first, and then we could teach you the marketing role after kind of thing. You know, if you have the foundation mm-hmm. for marketing, like you went to school for it, um, and maybe you have a little bit of experience on marketing, that's, that's a great foundation and we can build off that. We can teach you marketing, but the fishing aspect of it, understanding the angler, understanding, uh, understanding techniques, the product, the vast amount of products that we have, um, that's what takes so long to understand. So I would say hone in, make sure that whatever company that you are, uh, going to apply to that you do your research on the product side you have an understanding for you know what the products stand for how it how it aligns with the brand um, and keep an open mind for what when you go into uh, into a marketing position that you you want to really be open to anything they're going to throw at you because there's a lot of hats that you have to wear you know you work with customer service you work with sales you know, so as much as it is marketing and promotion, you're doing all these other other different facets of business. So yeah, mm-hmm. keep your keep an open mind, do your research, work harder than the next guy in the room, um, and yeah, 
and, and uh, hopefully they'll see that they'll understand the work ethic that you're putting bringing forward and the knowledge you bring to the table and that that will be enough to get you in, into the door but um yeah really <clears throat> really having that foundational knowledge for fishing with the combination of uh, a marketing background is what will get you in we whenever we hire for a position in marketing very rarely do they have any fishing experience believe it or not okay <laughs> so you, it's like brandon you were mentioning you know the people you talk to that would love their dream job is to work in marketing for a fishing company or sales for a fishing company yeah but a lot of the times the background doesn't align with that like they're fishermen yes but do they understand business do they you know can they tell a story yeah. to the angler to make them want to invest or be a part of that yeah so um so that's where the disconnect is so educate yourself on both sides business and the brand yeah. uh, i think i think that was very well said i think well even like uh we had matt johnson on here so he's a um, pro staff director for clam outdoors and uh we were talk i was ta- i was talking to him about um the marketing team over at clam and whatnot and um I think it might have even been during our interview that we talked about this, Logan, with him. And, yeah, we talked about it, yeah. And how he put it was, is there's more people that make it to the NHL than there are in marketing positions for fishing companies. Great way to put it. There, it's just, it's, it's, it's very far, few, and in between. And, I mean, somebody like yourself or, you know, any of these other major brands, there's not a ton of positions available and obviously if you're good at your job though and those people love the industry that they're in they're not there's not going to be a lot of turnover and there's only so many fishing companies yep exactly no that that's very well said so and when you look at it from that perspective yes it's it's tough to get in it's because it's tough to find um yeah and also the location is very key so you know we're out of oshawa which is a so is Repella Canada hiring remote positions. Well, that's it. We, we're not. <laughs> so, so we got to find someone within driving, you know, um, regionally within like an hour of the office. Yeah. And most of mm-hmm. that is city. So there's not a ton of anglers that are looking for marketing positions within, you know, an hour of, of our central hub. So, uh, and we can't unfortunately have a hundred percent remote worker. Or else, yeah. you know, that would work as well. Um, well, I mean, I could I could fly in like once every three months. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get you. Uh, maybe we can just build a train out there and just commute that way. No, yeah, um, but yeah, come by, come by boat. What's that? I'll come by boat. <laughs> yeah, take the Great Lakes if you can. Just got to drive to the, the edge of. Uh, would that be Erie out there, and then? You could probably, uh, yeah. probably connect. Yeah. You, you, first, you'd need a boat. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have a boat. <laughs> well, throw, Sorry, throw, is that too serious? Throw me under the bus, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it is, it's difficult that way. So when you're talking, you know, the amount of positions that are available, yeah, there's, there's not very many. But for us, no. for companies looking for, you know, a marketer, it's, it's difficult to find someone that has both a business wherewithal but the fishing experience and right. knowledge yeah. i think that makes sense like my my background is accounting as far as education <laughs> at, <shut> up, <laughs> at, 
uh, I, but it's kind of someone who knows a lot about fishing could think, oh, this would be easy. I I like to fish, right? But they don't realize they're also trying to appeal to people that don't fish as much, right? Like that's a big part of it is bringing new people in too. Mm-hmm. So then, I mean, it's like you kind of try and find that happy medium, right? Because you don't want to have someone who has no idea. I mean, not that you don't want that, but like no idea about the fishing, then that's, you got a lot to teach there, right? So I think it would be that happy medium because yeah, the fishing fishing hunting scene is a lot different right too like you're saying with uh having that business um those business thoughts like that that business idea right like kind of being able to apply that so i think that like you said that wouldn't wouldn't be an easy job finding those kind of people it's very specific um okay here's one that i don't know you might have i'll throw a little twist on it so the initial question is tips for growing your audience as an angler, I'm assuming like on social media. Um, but I guess from a marketing perspective, when a large company like Rapella or, you know, any other brand is out there looking for these pro staff members, etc., cetera, um, how important is a large audience versus having a quality audience and, and being more of a micro influencer than a macro? Yeah. What exactly probably- do you look for? I mean, we do look for both. We want a, you know, a healthy mix of the, the macro influencers with the micro. Um, and they're exactly what they said with the, the value and the quality is definitely the, the important part. You have 100,000 people that are following you, but, you know, 10,000 of them are anglers and they're fo- the other 90 are following for some other reason, then it doesn't mean anything. Um, so I think the micro part is very important. Um, but at that, that being said, we're not, you know, you're not looking for someone with 200 followers kind of thing. So the audience is important. You, you still need, like, we look at kind of a thousand minimum and then up. Um, but there's also other value that, you know, that comes to the table when you're talking about pro staff and, and that's, you know, how, how do they carry themselves? You know, what is their image like on social media? What is the quality of the content that they're pushing out? What is the message they're trying to say? Does it align with the brand, um, like our brands? And, you know, how are they on a retail scene or at events? Uh, how, how do they carry themselves? How do they deal with the public? How, you know, there's a lot of things that go in the background of that. It's not all just about digital promotion. Um, yeah, because a mm-hmm. lot of these people are influencer and influencers in their regional markets in other ways. The, you know, you, you know right. the industry; it's it's super small. Like you probably know all the people in your area that either work with the retailers or uh, are on social media and actually you know try to talk fishing. Um, you probably know ninety percent of them, and that's yeah. That's what it's like in all the different, you know, fishing, the small fishing epicenters or pockets in Canada. So, so we look yeah. for the variety. Uh, it's definitely important that both. Go. Right. So I, I guess that kind of brings, I mean, we've had you for like an hour and a, and a quarter already, but I think that pretty well went through the majority of what we had there. Right, Brandon? Yeah. There's, there's a few that we, we won't touch yeah. on, but yeah but so i i just wanted a couple quick ones i think that fit in with this quite well um and kind of with that last question too is the idea of pro staff or we'll say professional staff versus promotional staff because i think people get that those lines blurred but also brands like you see some brands out there where 
everyone and their mom is is a pro staff promotional staff right whereas other ones it's, it's kind of more people that that bring value right so I, I guess would as you as as a marketing director that would be right up your alley right yep yeah exactly there there's definitely two levels so when we talk about professional staff they are more um that is all they do period they mm-hmm. are fishing they they fish every day of the week and that's how they you know put food on the table you know for lack of a better term but um we we generally don't have pro staff like professional staff in canada we deal purely on a promotional basis you guys were just talking Mm -hmm. about um you know trying to market to new anglers and and such in canada and you know it's you have to understand both the 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 intermediate or advanced as well as the new entering the market which is super important because that's when you you really want to you know build a, a new followers at the basis level um, or a new fan um, or advocate so just lost my train of thought there oh yeah okay okay so new new versus uh the intermediate or advanced angler so canada is very different than the us where our market is 90 percent based on you know that cottage angler the the person that just wants to do it weekend warriors the, the weekend, weekend warrior, warrior. yeah, the, the, yeah. The, exactly go. the person that just wants to go out fishing they're not super technical they you know they don't know the difference between monofluoro and braid floating you know applications for for the product or you know the different lures or different techniques so they just want something they can trust to catch them a fish you know that and mm-hmm. that is a massive part of our market so we value more of the promotional side versus the professional side, because we do not have, you know, a bass circuit up here. Um, we have some walleye tournaments, but you know, you, you guys will have experience with fishing those even that's a very, uh, a very small part of the market that, that high level yeah. angler that, that fishes at, you know, that elite level. So the pro staff, the professional staff is very influenced out of the U S because that they have those circuits, they have the the different levels where you can compete at, make a you know make a living out of, and um, and then that's what creates the the whole environment or culture. Where in Canada we don't have that. I'm not saying it's not going to be here ever because you know we're still we're trying to, and uh, you know you've seen more and more circuits come up, and we're doing a better jobs and a better job at at uh, activating at them and there's the prizing's getting better and all of that but right now the promotional side of things is more important in canada versus the professional side of Mm -hmm. things because we just don't have those professional anglers you could probably count the professional anglers you know on on two hands in canada so yeah so yeah that makes sense yes yeah no i hear i hear you loud and clear i think a lot of the time though like when people use the term pro staff right it's almost people they think they're pro professional people think of professional staff but really it's in in regard to promotional staff and i think there's just a a big gray area where you know people throw a logo on on and it, it becomes 
more than it really is. And I guess that's really where Logan and I wanted to come in with like the podcast and bring a platform and, and a voice and a community for the weekend warrior and, and the people that aren't, um, you know, hardcore, you know, live and breathe. And, you know, you know, I catch the biggest fish. We want everybody to be involved in, in, you know, we want, we want this to be a fishing community where, uh, people can come and learn and, you know, listen to people like yourself, talk about products and, and learn because they don't know, or, you know, they've always been fixated on, you know, trolling bottom bouncers and okay, well maybe I'm going to try the jabber jaw now or, Oh, Ned rig. I thought those were only for bass. No, like I guess I can, mm-hmm. I can toss them for walleye too. And this is, this is the, the type of thing that Logan and I really started the podcast for. And I, I think, I think that's just a really good inside to behind the scenes of what you guys do um, from a promotional standpoint and not a professional standpoint. Yep. Well said. Uh, that honestly is what attracted our brands to, to your brand is you guys were, you know, nail, nail on the head. It was the, uh, the weekend warrior that is the Canadian angler. It's the person that gets mm-hmm. out. If you were, if you were to break down the market into a percentage, the guy that gets out 10 times a year versus 20 times or 10 times plus it's probably heavily influenced on that under 10 times so and that's you know 10 weekends of the summer when you put it on a map so um so yeah i i think you guys kind of nailed it on the head weekend warriors build a community and have an avenue for people to educate themselves i'm getting educated on the, the content you guys are producing and I know my coworkers are and pro staff even. So if they are, then I know that you guys are doing a great deal for, you know, the average angler. So uh, I, I just wish yeah, when I was I, a kid, I had that, you know, that opportunity. Yeah. But I mean, it's a different world, digital world these days. So everything's at your fingertips. Yeah. yeah. And we, I know we, me and Brian are both still, it's crazy like that. We like, it's become a lot more than we than we thought it would and that like there's the messages we get or the number of listeners and stuff that we see but i think the big thing too is like you could like i i think and talk fishing probably a lot more than most people would a lot more than my girlfriend would like and and stuff like that right so it's it's kind of in the sense of a weekend warrior it's not just like the oh i'll just go on the weekends like i would be out there every day if i could it's just that that's not everyone has that ability right and so we also recognize that with with what we got going on here so i think that's that's a really good thing to point out is it's it's everyone right like it's not uh i know in the states it's a lot bigger with like the circuits they have and and some of the very sizable influencers they have right that you can really dial into that too and and a lot more people have their eyes on that scene whereas like the tournament fishing scene here say in saskatchewan I'm gonna like there's there's guys there that are just insane fishermen right but there's not the spotlight on it so if if some tackle shop here had say one of our pros there are lots of people that are walking in that are a weekend warrior that don't really follow it'd be like I know this guy's special because he's doing something here but I, I don't know who he is whereas someone in the states goes and does something one of the pro guys lots of people are probably going to know him right mm. yep exactly oh yeah the numbers that they do down there on the professional side like the metrics it's unbelievable you know, it, it's it's bigger than some of probably the biggest sports I we could think of, like golf and uh, I, don't, I don't know what else we could compare it to, but I know hockey probably actually. Yeah. In, in comparison. Yeah, for sure. Maybe even combined. Exactly. <laughs> golf and hockey. And, yeah, it's there crazy. you go. Yeah. 
honestly, uh, it seems like a different world down there compared to, um, you know, angling as a profession up here. Um, yeah. Like even just having Jeff Gustafson on last episode, Ontario guy, professional angler, majority of his tournaments and stuff, all of his earnings basically comes from the USA, right? So um, yeah. different world. But with that being said, we've had you for quite some time. We know <laughs> you're two hours ahead of us. Wait. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. This was my important one that I wanted to oh, ask. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's quick. Go ahead. It takes one. It's a one word answer is all is needed. Pineapple. Um, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, as far as far as the name Rapala, accents aside, is it Rapala, Rapala, Rapala? Like uh, there's everyone says it differently. So, I mean, you could say it differently too than some other people that you work with, but what's the, what's your answer to that? Yeah. I was waiting for that question actually. Um, very last <laughs> question. I love it. Uh, so yeah. yeah, there's basically, I, I hear three ways to say it almost like on a daily basis. So Rapella, Rapala or Rapala. Those are kind of the three that dominate, um, dominate the, the world, but Rapala is the way to say it. So it's Rapala. the finish, okay. the finish way. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you know, in North America, we love to change the way things sound. And then depending on your accent, it sounds even more different. You could be saying the exact same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like I think I have more, more emphasis on the P in Rapala, <laughs> right? Whereas it's a bit different. Even people with like, we say, at least most people in Saskatchewan seem to say Calgary, where it's more Calgary. 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 Say. Yeah. You just want to blend oh, yeah. things together. Like, like when I say it a lot, I kind of forget that middle A, Rapla, right? Rapla. I don't know. Yeah. You just blend everything together. You just take out stuff wherever you, wherever you feel like it and make it sound how you want. But whatever feels that's right. That's actually a really good question, Logan. I was. Thanks. I would not Thanks. have asked that. A lot of thought went into that one because I, I think my dad might say it differently than me. And I'm always like, which, which one is it? Which one's a good one? It's like be? pasta and pasta. Yeah. <laughs> tomato tomato yeah potato, exactly <laughs> but um yeah we've had you for quite some time uh mark where can uh people find you or uh find the products that you guys market obviously if you're listening to this head over to repella.ca save yourself 15 percent off use the code weekend warriors there's yeah. my plug yes yeah, so <laughs> we yeah rapala canada uh so on instagram facebook at rapala canada 13 fishing underscore Canada uh, or lure Jensen fishing. Those are the three uh, Canadian specific pages. So you'll see content specifically for the market. So products, uh, lifestyle, everything that's applicable to, to Canadian angling. So again, you know, just another way that we try to support the market um, specifically for Canada. So. Perfect. Sweet. Cool. Thank you. Thank you a lot for having me. I was uh, pumped to get on here and, you know, it was a good conversation. Next time we can uh, potentially get Tom McMurray involved. I'd love to get him on here and just talk product with you guys. He's the is the, that yeah product development. Yep, he is the product development. Oh, that'd be a dream, Canada. So uh, that'd be that'd be wild. That guy's a wealth of knowledge. So for sure, wild. That's what podcasts are for. No, that'd be great, and that's uh definitely we'll have to make this like a. I guess how do you is it once a year that products are released mostly? Uh, so open water, uh, open water nice. So we just two, okay. two different seasons, but yes, for we release once a year okay. for each season. So 
Cool. Yeah, February. It'd be good to line that up. February for open water and October for ice. So you'll see, when, if, you, if you follow us on our pages, you'll see the promotions change um, into the, the following season. And yeah, stay tuned on all of those. Rapla.ca, especially if you're looking for new product, we always have a ton of information there. You know, we talked about the new website. It's going to be very um, information first. So all content to educate yourself on all the different types of products, how to fish them, everything is going to live right on the site. So it'll be uh, cool. super, um, super informative. Perfect. Sweet. Well, thank you so much, Mark. We appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us. And uh, yeah, we look forward to sitting down in the future. Yeah, thanks, guys. We hope you guys enjoyed that kind of long form interview. Uh, it's the first one that we've kind of done like that. Something we were kind of interested in, figured, hey, it's only one episode this month. Why not make it a long one? And and gives the people something to listen to. Lots of people are driving around, right, in the in the summer, heading to the cab and whatnot. So figured, hey, why not? But uh, that was one that we definitely enjoyed. Mark was awesome to talk to. Tons of information. Um, it's it's crazy to think about how much he has his hands on and and oversees there, and and just how much Rapala as a whole does in in creating things and and producing things. Hey, yeah, uh, it's it's an amazing uh, process, you know. Like, like Mark mentioned, there's Rappella Canada, Rappella USA, and then there's Rappella Europe. And it's kind of cool to see that every, every one of them, even though they're, they're in different countries, work together so fluently and um, everything is, seems so effortless. Everything is developed and manufactured overseas and distributed, but everything is specific to the market. So uh, like Mark mentioned, there's a bunch of stuff that um, we have here in Canada that is specific for the Canadian angler. And there's going to be stuff down in the States that are specific for the Canadian or the U S angler, mm -hmm. uh, et cetera. And I think that's a really unique perspective. And I mean, I guess essentially that's, that's the key purpose of marketing, right? You want to make sure that you're giving the consumer what they need for their desired demographic. So, um, a lot of cool information. I, that was that was one of probably my favorite interviews, and it's going to be cool. Uh, Mark's going to come on, you know, again in the future. He's also going to hook us up with some other great uh, personnel from Rapella and other brands, and we're going to get a lot of great interviews and information. And hopefully, if you're tuning in, uh, you got something out of that episode. Uh, we'd love to hear any feedback, so be, feel free to drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, send us an email. Our email is in the show notes below as well. Uh, we love hearing the feedback. If there's anything that uh, you have questions about, maybe we can pass it along for you to Mark um, for the next time that he comes on and we can get some of your questions answered there as well. So um, yeah, we have to give a sh huge shout out to Mark and Rapella Canada and 13 Fishing Canada. Um, they've been fantastic to work with. Uh, they are the presenting sponsor of the show. Without them, we wouldn't really be able to do uh, what we do at the uh, at the extent that we do, you know, the show's mm -hmm. kind of taken off um, more than we had planned. We initially just kind of wanted this to be um, something that we come and sit down and have a casual conversation about fishing about and, and bring maybe one or two uh, episodes here and there with some tips and information. And uh, we've been very fortunate that uh, we've been able to sit down with so many amazing people across the industry. And we look forward to continuing to bring uh, great gas and great information and entertainment to you guys um, throughout, you know, the coming years. So thank you, 13 Fishing. Uh, go check out uh, 13fishing.ca or rappella.ca. There's 10 brands on there. Get 15% off rods, 
reels, baits. We talked about them all. Um, and gear. There's all kinds of tools and stuff as well. Uh, talked about them in the interview. Save yourself 15% off. Why not? I mean, saving money is fun uh, and it makes makes it a lot easier to uh, to continue fishing if, if you're getting a deal. Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's the big thing, right? Um, but like like Brian said, we appreciate you guys tuning in to, to every episode that you do. Um, and I guess we'll we'll see you guys in July. Thanks for tuning in to the Weekend Warriors Fishing Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a review on your favorite listening platform so we can reach more anglers just like you. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for media updates and behind-the-scenes content.